Strategy Planning, Implementation, Evaluation System. Episode 3. Vision-driven leaders agonize over their vision only once, so they choose long time frames of anywhere between 5 and 15 years. They plot their voyage in stages, and they rarely veer away from it. With a heavy bias on future circumstances as their main concern, they articulate vision first, formulate strategy next, values needed to realize it come after that, and then they work backward to derive the mission. And then they articulate the remaining three basic elements accordingly. For them, mission is just a consequence of the vision that obsesses them. Formulating it is a matter of merging the key constructs of strategy and values that are already there. The vision-to-mission thinking approach is easier to use for a new organization or when a major restructuring is mandated for a newly acquired business enterprise. It is much more difficult to apply in a successful ongoing concern because vision-driven leaders formulate vision in a way that usually entails the need to replace the current mission. The approach demands infinite courage, determination, persuasive skills, and carefully planned actions to reduce the immediate negative impact of a discontinued mission on the organization's stakeholders. Manager leaders and team managers can also be found among vision-driven leaders, It would be an interesting subject of research to determine their relative population and to establish the reasons for the preferences that are uncovered. I predict that the researcher will find, even among the vision-driven, key managers outnumber manager leaders by a big margin. Up to this point, we discussed four of the seven basic elements, vision, mission, strategy, and values. The leader and her closest associates have done nothing more than think, deliberate, assess, choose, and articulate the vital content of the right side of our model in the consecutive stages of setting organizational direction and formulating mission context. We explored both mission-driven and vision-driven leadership approaches to doing that, but no action has yet been taken. Regardless of thinking approach used, The outcome that both leader types is aiming to attain is to make the right decisions to improve their competitive position and increase their strength relative to competitors, a condition we call strategic excellence. The apt metaphor I advise CEOs to use is think battles, think troops. When the four elements are in place, the leader is ready to put them in motion. She does this through the remaining elements of infrastructure, style, and results. The objective is to achieve optimum levels of effectiveness and efficiency in the day-to-day operations of the business, to increase the organization's internal strength. It is a condition we refer to as operating excellence. On the technical side, this has to do with strategy implementation. On the social side, the development of organizational culture and leadership style. The metaphor to use is to think sports, think teams. The third step in the system calls for implementing the mission. The socio-technical nature of our model implies that there will be work to be carried out 
in both the technical and the human aspects of the organization's existence. We refer to these year-round activities as policy alignment and value attunement. Let's talk about policy alignment first. Our model represents strategy implementation with two of its basic elements, infrastructure and style. They are connected by arrows originating from the element strategy. The message conveyed is that implementing strategy is a socio-technical activity. There are simultaneous things that the leader has to do on both sides of the organization's existence. Let's examine the technical side first. The two basic activities in implementing strategy on the technical side are policy alignment and organizational design. Policy alignment is concerned with translating strategy into a framework of congruent goals and standards for all levels of management, as well as for the work-performing units. Organizational design has to do with determining the configuration of people, processes, structures, and systems that will support the strategic change agenda. Although each of these has implications for the other, they have often been discussed separately, as if successful strategy implementation could be accomplished through either one alone. On the contrary, I believe that policy alignment and organizational design are inseparable activities. They are interdependent prerequisites to proper strategy implementation. On the social side, strategy is translated into a framework of behaviors consisting of three mutually supporting subsets. The first subset of behaviors is associated with getting the work done in certain ways. The second and third subsets consist of management and leadership practices, respectively. 